So hello everyone and welcome to this bonus episode for episode 100, which is incredible to me. Wow, we've been doing this thing for over 100, well, not over 100, exactly 100 episodes. (laughs) It feels Um, like it's been over 100 years though. It does. Yes, yeah, 100 (laughs) years of solitude in, well, not solitude because I've been doing this with the two of you, but yeah, I, I really was interested to know for the two of you as people who are very like knowledgeable about the Bible, maybe less so than you thought you were, actually. Well, <laughs> I think less Much so less than so. less so than you thought we were. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe yes. But I, I did at one point think that you were incredibly knowledgeable about the Bible, and I have been amazed at like how many times y'all have been like, oh, I, I didn't know that, or this wasn't how I remembered it, or X, Y, Z. And so I just was interested in your impressions over the last 100 episodes of like mm. what you've felt, what you enjoyed the most, what you were surprised about the most, uh, et cetera. So please. You know, I will say there is something that is kind of nice to like reading a book in its entirety and getting, I mean, not every book has an arc per se. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that, but it's almost kind of like, you know, just the arc of what it is within the Bible, essentially, because I mean, yeah, in Sunday school and not even just in Sunday school when you're a kid, also when you're an adult going to church, it's really taught to you just kind of in these chunks and bits and pieces and in stories. And And is it always out of order? I'm assuming yes, right? Or Oh, gosh. Well, I I don't know. In adult church, (laughs) that makes it sound naughty. In adult (laughs) church, as opposed to like kids' church or Sunday school, uh, yeah, you know, the this, the preacher or the pastor would probably choose to do like a series where he's like, I'm going to be teaching mm. from the book of Judges and Acts, you know, because there there's correlations and I'm going to tie it all together for you. You know, that sometimes there'd be a series that would go on for a few weeks. Okay. Um, focusing on a particular book or whatever. But no, it wouldn't necessarily be in order, at least not in the churches that I grew up in, which were evangelical and didn't follow like a, a lectionary. Right. So like I, and for me growing up, I went to a variety of denominations of churches and some of them did follow a lectionary. Well, the woo woo ones kind of came later after I'd sort of moved away from taking any of it as seriously. Um, But the, but there's some like, like Lutherans, for example, generally still follow the lectionary in terms of like, so the pastor knows like, okay, this week I'm going to be doing it on these things. Let me come up with a lesson based around that. And then next Hmm. week it's like, okay, I know I'm going to be reading these ones. And generally the lectionary is, uh, and I think maybe even some denominations have their own lectionary. That's, that's a little different from the Catholic one or from each other's. I I don't actually know a ton about that. Um, Generally, when you say the lectionary, you're referring to the one that's used by the Catholic and Episcopal church, but it's kind of set up to have certain things line up with certain holidays too. So I think it's also convenient yeah. to to base it around that too. Well, presumably like this pastor or preacher whomever would have to like have a really good knowledge of the Bible, right? To be like, I want to talk about this thing. So I'm going to like go back in my head about all the different stories that have to do with this thing and mm. then make a little lesson plan. It's they're They're a teacher, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's oh, a yeah. lot like a teacher. I, mean, I guess you could look yeah. at it as a, yeah. a lot like a teacher. You could look at the sermon planning as like lesson planning, I suppose. Yeah. Well, okay. So from these last hundred episodes, what have been your favorite chapters or maybe like <laughs> books or whatever? 
<laughs> oh gosh, that's so hard. That's so hard to answer because they feel like my children. I love them all. Um, oh, right, that's <laughs> even not true. numbers, I love some of them even definitely de- more Deuteronomy. Than <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let me. Okay. Hang on. Let me talk about Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, just okay. real quick. Okay. Yeah. And just hear me out because now I think I can say this because we're not in the middle of it and not feeling the pain. <laughs> Of reading Leviticus, yeah. Numbers, Deuteronomy, you know, now that I've got a little perspective, a little distance from it, I, I will say that I appreciated that even though so many stretches of those books were boring and repetitive and just like Ikea instructions and stuff like that, I do have a lot of fond <laughs> memories of us being the silliest sometimes during a few of those episodes because... It's kind of like like just going mad trying to figure (laughs) out what the heck we were reading. It's it's like a sensory deprivation chamber or like Mm -hmm. a float tank. You know, they toss you in there and the whole point of it is that you're getting rid of any stimuli so that then your brain just comes up with amazing things. And I feel like Leviticus Numbers Deuteronomy often acted as like the float tank of the Bible. For, that's for our a brains very interesting way be, to put it we'd be so bored that we just we had to come up with with jokes like honestly emily one of my favorite jokes that you ever said i'm amazed that is, you remember this i certainly so don't yeah no so please um, oh, okay. it's so silly but I, I literally think of this sometimes and it still makes me giggle there was one time i think in leviticus or whatever could have been any number of the three um where it was yet again, more instructions for offerings. And specifically, like, there was a particular heave offering they were describing, and they described, like, specifically offering cakes. And it was the first time we ran across the word cakes. And you're like, ooh, cakes, yeah, a big old frosted one, let's heave it around. And for some reason... Like, <laughs> what? That's amazing. Do you, do you remember that? Uh, no, I, I don't not at all. That. I mean, I just the imagery of like heaving around like a frosted cake. I know it is. That funny. is funny. So, so I'll give myself the, that one. That's the joke yeah. that sticks in my brain for some wow. reason, wow. Um, and still Great. makes me giggle. So, so that then I have this weird positive association with the most boring of books. Mm, right. I like right. that. Thank you for saying that. That's <laughs> that's fun. Okay, Jace, what about you? Oh man, you know it. It's hard. I agree. Like, there's parts of of all of them in terms of just like I've said before. I think Joshua is still my favorite book in terms of, or I'm sorry, Judges. I mean, is my favorite book in terms of just like being a good, interesting book. Uh, like a collection of short stories, almost. But Judges was yeah. You're right. It's exactly. It's like a collection of short stories, and that was nice. Um, and that there were a lot of stories that I knew but hadn't read in their entirety and really like looked at, at least in a long time, if ever. But gosh, I don't know. Like I have this weird soft spot in my heart for Job, actually. Because I think it he was know, just he was really going to complain that whole freaking book, though. My goodness. I, can, I, I, I'm, I think I'm with you on this one, Jace. Yeah, that you have like a certain... I don't know. Well, yes. Uh, yeah, d- definitely wasn't the most dynamic book, but there's something about the philosophy, the poetry of it, the fact that they were exploring kind of these deeper themes than just, and then so-and-so killed so-and-so and then cut mm. off their head. And right. then they rolled over Israel for another 40 years. Like deeper themes, deeper existential themes. I now, did appreciate. That was back when we were doing the like chronological order, but if we were doing it in the regular order that it's like written in, right, we would be doing this way like doing Job way, way later. Yeah, right? Job wouldn't be for another like year or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is wow. it is really interesting. And and I actually here's the thing though, is looking back now, I I do feel like 
doing Job when we did it was not a great idea. And if I had hmm, like looking not. looking back now, if, if if I were able to time travel, I would go, no, read them all in the order that they are in the books, because that it just fits with the premise of the show of just reading the book as it is. And I think that we weren't ready for something like Job. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> right? I'll give you that much. Well, and it was kind of jarring going back to like, you know, and then so-and-so died. And then, right. you the know, breakneck we, speed of Genesis. there were 75,000 yeah. people plus 32,000 people. Right. You know, it, it, so, yeah, it was very different in terms of that. I agree. And maybe I would have gotten a little bit more out of Job had I read it, you know, in a year. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, had we... Because I, I, I do think it's interesting that there is a certain uh, like getting used to or sort of understanding mm -hmm. what even to look for in reading the Bible. So I actually also think about this with Genesis, that I would love for us at some point to read Genesis again. Um, you mean what, on a recording or just by ourselves in a little private Bible study? I don't know. Either one, because I just think I'm I'm just so curious now what different stuff we would take away from it. Like what mm. other connections we'd make or things we would see that would be like, oh, shoot, they were setting up this thing or like, oh, this clearly must be based on these later beliefs we learned about or just stuff like that. Now, can I can I hit you with this, actually? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Instead of us recording Genesis again or doing a little private Bible study again, what if instead we just watched Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat and yes. then also the Prince of Egypt and then also the Ten Commandments? We just revisited those in their entirety mm, I see. and saw what we got out of them now having read more of the Bible. I think that makes for a more fun evening. I mean, I agree. That would be probably a more fun evening. <laughs> Chase isn't doing it for the fun. He just like academically is interested in what we'd get out of it. Yeah. So, okay. That's, and that's, yeah. well, okay. Actually, so this is, this is something I did want to say just about this whole process in general. Because like Emily was saying, that, that finding out that we don't know as much about the Bible as she thought we did. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yes, it's like... Growing up in, you know, in church or Sunday school or anything like that, it's like you learn the stories, but you don't generally read the connecting stuff between them, one, which has often been the parts we're surprised. It's like, oh, they stopped before we got to this point. Mm. Um, or it's like you're told the story and it's been made into a story, when in reality it was just like one paragraph or, right. you know, a couple yeah. sentences about this thing that happened, but the story has been made around it. And then I think the third thing is that every time you're taught about it, it's kind of like you you said, Emily, in your imagined situation of being a pastor, right? Where you're going, okay. Not me, someone no, else. <laughs> no, you said this. You said this, where you're like, I want to teach about this. Let me think back through my memory for all the stories from the Bible that that back this up or that are about this. And then I'll put together a lesson around it. And I think that part right there is really interesting because I think that is the order that that process goes. It's like, I want to teach this thing already. Like, I already know what I want to teach or what message I want to say or what value I want to bestow on people. Let me think what stories support that, what quotes from the Bible support that. Let me go find those rather than what we're doing, which is kind of coming the opposite direction and going, mm. let's just read what's here and try to be like, what the heck is it saying? Like, what's happening here? What's going on? I think that that fundamental difference is something I've never experienced before. But but I want to know for you, Em, what's, what's changed in 100 episodes oh. in what you know That's and or question. feel about the Bible? 
I mean, it's it, there's a lot of funny parts. I I <laughs> did not realize how wacky it was going to be. I think that was one of my you know first things that I said about it as the Bible is bonkers, and it certainly is. Um, I I think I didn't quite. I underestimated the amount of violence that was going to be in the Bible. Mm. I didn't realize that it was so. It was going to be like very barbaric at times, and like you know the, these people killing each other and the good guys killing a lot of people and enslaving them and stuff. But right. yeah, I mean, in addition, I think the the parts of the Bible that I have just like gained through any sort of knowledge of the world in general, you know, that was fun getting to go back and, and read that in its entirety. So like for me, I think Exodus, that whole book was one of my favorites just because, you know, I have seen Prince of Egypt <laughs> And so right. I did know kind of what that whole thing was going to be about. And it was fun, like actually reading it. And there were plagues and there's a lot of cool imagery. There's the the Red Sea parting and stuff. And that's pretty fun. And yeah, just uh, Moses in general was such an interesting character to me because I expected him to be super triumphant. And he actually was not for so long. Um, yeah, yeah. And he kind of was being like pushed along, I guess, by God and Aaron and a bunch of people. So, yeah, it, it's fascinating to learn about that. And, and, yeah, I guess just, like, learn the differences in the story versus what you were taught and then what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I also want to talk about what do we think uh, was our best casting so far? <laughs> oh. Well, The Rock is God. And I mean, it's yeah. Great. That's yeah, that's pretty great. That's an easy one. But, that yeah. That is pretty great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, uh, we did cast Joseph as Will Smith. I think we kind of retroactively cast oh, that's that great. a little oh, bit. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I love that we shoehorned in Seth Rogen and Jeremy Renner, respectively, as the Hornet and the Avenger of Blood. Right. These characters we've <laughs> added to the Bible. Ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, one of our like actual like best castings if you think about what happened with the character and then what they did in the story was actually our jeff goldblum character oh gosh i, yeah. I don't even remember his character's name though it's like it wasn't that was jeff ta that was jeff ta oh right that's why yeah. it was jeff goldblum <laughs> yes. i think that one like we cast him without really knowing anything about the character but it totally worked with the way that mm -hmm. the way his dialogue was written in the story and stuff like i think yes. that worked who did yeah. we cast Beyonce as? as Ashtaroth. She's, uh, she's oh, yeah. Ashtaroth. The, yeah. the goddess. Yeah, yeah. she's Yahweh's ex-wife. Right. Yeah, that works. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. I also, we have a long lineup of people to still cast. I know we, we do. We do oh, have yeah. to maybe someday sit down and think about casting some major players in Genesis, like Adam and Eve, Abraham, yeah. Elizabeth, yeah. Isaac. I, before we started you know, casting. Jacob! We haven't even cast Jacob! We haven't? So, no. no. Jeez. So we got to think about some of that at some point. Right. Yeah. Who, okay, yeah, we'll have to think about that. Who would be Who would be Will Smith's father in his role as Joseph? Mm -hmm. James <laughs> Earl Jones. That would be interesting, yeah. Now, the uh, irony of Vader. someone with a very... As with someone Vader, as a very right, we'll keep it all <laughs> okay. in the... Now, the irony <laughs> of someone with a very deep voice to be Jacob! That well, would be fun. But he never says that. Ironic. No, he doesn't. That's true. Yeah. We need That's to cast true. the narrator. That no, it's oh, fine. Boy. That woman will always be the narrator for me. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd yeah. be fun to find a role to cast that actress in, though. I think that would be 
just as a little nod to, to the oh, fact to, that we've to, to make her a cameo <gasps> yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Oh, so we gotta find out what her name is. Right. Yeah. I'm sure we can find out. If we that. ever come across someone who's like particularly sounds like a dying bird oh um, in their in their dialogue, I mean, then we can she, cast her. Wow. She has, you know, a fine voice, but it's just very shrill. It's very mm-hmm. high and shrill in that moment. And mm-hmm. it was very 80s, that whole film, goodness. <laughs> who's the guy who plays Joseph in it? Oh, um Donnie Osmond. Donnie Osmond, of course. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we could rope him in also as a little little cameo. Oh yeah, yeah that would be fun. And that'd be great. Actually, add him to the old list. Joseph. No, if there's someone who needs to like Joseph. sing and be like '80s hot. Yeah, in a moment. Except but, yeah. for now, he's like in his 70s or 80s no i think it would be fun actually because he played the like young hot joseph it'd be fun though to put him in one of these like much older sage kind of roles that's true yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you know what i'm gonna say let's put him in the band of prophets he could be part of that group (laughs) that that saul runs into yeah yeah and have him sing a little ditty That'd be a good. It's red and orange and purple (laughs) and ochre and puce and. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the song they sang. Yeah, Um, (laughs) Emily, I'm curious to know how, because you often report back to us of like, I spoke to this Christian friend of mine, and I spoke to this Christian friend of mine, and I spoke to this church going friend of mine. How have your conversations about the Bible changed since from before before drunk Bible study BDBS to? Now it's difficult because I haven't gotten to the Christian, those super Christian portions of the Bible. So right. I will say, like, I guess that's yeah, true. I've I've only gotten even so far in the first half of this thing. I guess it's not the first half, but what is this? What's the this the old whole section? The Old Testament, yes, that's <laughs> it, and the New Testament. So I'm only so far in the Old Testament, like. I, you know, my, any yeah. conversation that I have can only go so far without me being like, I, never mind. I don't know what you're talking about now, but That's it is point. interesting. Yeah. yeah I once guess. Once you know some more stuff about Jesus and like what Jesus actually said, that could uh, make for some interesting wait. conversations. I'm, yes. I know we're always I'm, yeah. I, okay. I'm so excited though. We've, We've talked about this. I am super jazzed for Jesus to show up. Really? <laughs> Why? Wait, so yeah, I know that is what I hear because I tell people that I'm doing this and then, you know, the Christian people in my life, they're like, oh, just you wait for Jesus. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. But I, okay, yeah. I hope it's apparently it's some y'all are excitement. saying the same thing. OK, because on the one hand, on the one hand, I do think having read through all the laws uh-huh. gives mm. a lot of context to when Jesus shows up, when he's like, hey, you remember all I've those laws? That. Don't do them. You oh. know, or do them a little differently. Like I think yeah, that's gonna give not some quite, context. Don't do them. Let's, oh yeah. I know, I've... I know, I know. But it's it's yes. He okay, but but I think it's gonna give a bit a more appreciative context Agreed. to how revolutionary the things he's saying are that go often go against what the traditional Jewish law says. Okay, there's that. I'm excited for that. On the other hand, there have been <laughs> so many his, his biblical figures where I'm like, yeah, they're cool, and then I actually read what they did, and I'm like, mm. oh no. Oh no no like who? Oh, no! Like Samson? Right. Oh yeah, he's he was not a good guy. No. Like yeah, I just feel like there's been a lot where I'm like, oh no! In Sunday school, they really glossed over like also the really kind of jerkwad things that these people did. Yeah. So yeah. for sure. 
Or characters uh, like Lot, like, I, or like Lot, who are held up as like the one godly man in the uh, city, and it's like, whoa, yes. that's the godly man in the city. Yikes. Yeah, jeez, that's really not saying a lot for for Sodom. Right. Sodom. Yeah. Sodom. Yes. yes. Yeah. Sodom. Exactly. So we'll see. I mean, I feel like I'm here feeling pretty confident. Like, yeah, I know the stuff that Jesus did, and I've read the the gospel many times. But I'm like, but maybe, maybe not. There's probably you don't know what you don't know. There's probably some blind spots. Probably some stuff we didn't read over. Yeah. Well, who knows what terrible things could be discovered. And plus, I mean, now that you've read, by that time, you will have read the entire Old Testament. So then, Mm -hmm. really, your perspective probably will have shifted. That, I think, is going to be very different. Yes. Exactly. And the two of you are, like, some of the most academic people I know. But I, I, it's been interesting to see that you are humbled by this book in various ways. <laughs> Just simply like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that because I don't know what I don't know. And there's still things for you all to learn. I've also really enjoyed the chance to approach this book, not from a place of, oh, well, I know what this means. So I'm going to like reverse engineer it yeah. in, so that it means the thing I think it should mean. I've really been enjoying, like our discussion recently about Saul, it's like, yeah, I remember stories about Saul being a bad guy, but reading it, I'm like, I actually have more sympathy for his character than Mm. I feel like I was ever taught to have. Whereas I think I was Mm. taught to have a lot more sympathy for Samson's character than I ended up having for him actually reading about him. So like stuff like that, where it's like, I was given what the message of this is supposed to be. And then the story like molded to shape that. And I've really been enjoying approaching it without those preconceived ideas about what it needs to mean or who has to be good or who has to be bad. Right. So I just want to point out that looking into the future, um, oh boy, <laughs> because Jace has taken upon himself to literally plan out what every single episode is going to be. And like what episode number, what date it's going to come out on. We've got them all scheduled um, already. Yeah. Into infinity. It's all scheduled already. Um, oh, did you look it up? Oh, my gosh. Episode 200. <laughs> so the next 100 episodes, by the time we hit episode 200, that's going to be our first episode on the Song of Solomon. Oh, which apparently... Which is exciting. Bounce. Yeah, I, I know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know it's like a sexy book, apparently. And it's, it's definitely... sexy book. Yeah, it's my partner's favorite, I think, is what he said. Oh, and I'm okay. sure a lot of people's favorite... I know nothing about it, but apparently it's sexy. <laughs> well, we can look forward to that. Yeah. And hopefully, if we can hit our Patreon goals, it won't take so freaking long to get us there. <laughs> because if we hit our Patreon goals of getting 300 patrons or parishioners, as we like to call them sometimes, then we will switch to a recording schedule of twice a week instead of once a week. So two episodes a week instead of one, um, which will really help us uh, get to the Move good, sexy through. stuff yeah. a lot faster. Yeah. Y'all want to do that, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, yeah, we are very excited to spend the next hundred hours with you. I'm assuming, yeah, it's about an hour. <laughs> yeah, you're right. About a so, hundred uh, hours. Wow. So we're excited for all of that and we'll see you next time.